Hello and welcome to Football Scotland Daily, the podcast that brings you all the big news, analysis and debate Monday to Friday, just in time for your daily commute. I'm Gaby Mackay and I'm joined by the man whose bias against your team can only be described as sickening, old fun facts himself, Mr Adam Miller. How you doing? On the pod today, we'll be discussing the greatest will-they-won't-they story since Rachel got off the plane in Friends as David Turnbull looks like he's going to join Celtic. Gary Mackay-Steven appears like he's leaving, and since it's Friday afternoon, we've got another wee game to play for your commute home. So, it looked like David Turnbull and Celtic were never ever ever getting back together, <laughs> but last night Peter Lawwell called up and he's like, I still love you, and now it appears that Turnbull will be making the move to Celtic Park, with fans deleting their angry treat tweets rather in their hundreds. Adam, just how good has this transfer saga been for Pa? Um, it's been almost on a Scott Allen level uh, I think all that's left at this stage and at the time we're recording this he's already been pictured in a Celtic top so this is highly unlikely but all that would remain to sort of put the cap on this would be for Rangers to just sign him at the last minute and leave him on the bench for two years um, but no I, I think it's been a very very strange one from the word go um, it's probably a good signing for Celtic it's a great deal from Motherwell um, to get a fee like that. We're talking, I think, 3.25 million there or thereabouts. Um, I think for Celtic, it's a smart signing. The manner in which it's been handled probably left a lot to be desired, the way it was conducted in public. I know that a lot of, a lot of football fans would be looking for greater transparency from their team, but at the same time, uh, the manner in which Celtic were tweeting about it, saying, you know, we made a magnificent, fantastic offer, if he doesn't want it, if not, we move on. That kind of language felt quite petulant. And it was it kind of Trumpian almost, it, wasn't it? Very Trumpian. Um, and it didn't really seem sort of befitting of a professional club. And when I pointed this out and got a lot of stick from Celtic fans, the thought that was in my mind was, if Rangers had done this, you would never have shut up about it. it it's exactly the kind of thing you would have expected from Rangers in recent years. Um, and so the way that it became this kind of saga and uh, the petulance and all that kind of thing uh, didn't look great for Celtic. However, the fact that they've got the deal over the line in the end, I think if Turnbull comes in hits the ground running, everyone will quickly forget all that stuff. Um, and I think Turnbull will be a good signing. I don't know if he'll necessarily go straight into the first team, but he will at the very least, I think, be a really good squad player for them. Yeah, I think you're right about the Rangers thing. Magnificent offers not too far away from concomitant no. risk, is it? No. no. Do you think there's more pressure on Turnbull now after this whole saga where Celtic publicly saying that certainly his agents, not necessarily him, uh, were asking for what they saw as too much money, the fact that he was definitely in negotiations with Norwich City and he's now come back. Do you think that puts more pressure on him initially? I think there might be a little bit more pressure from one element of the, the Celtic support, but... At the same time, you have to sort of step back and think, the guy's 19, and think, what were we like when we were 19? Um, he's not necessarily done anything bad in the situation, Turnbull. I think it, he might have been ill-advised at one stage by his agent. We're not privy to everything that's gone on in terms of the negotiations. We've just seen the kind of fallout on social media. But I think uh, I think the agent probably has more questions to answer than Turnbull does in terms of the way all this was conducted. Um, ultimately, Turnbull has stayed in Scotland and given himself a shot at winning trophies next season. So I think if he, you know, if he makes a good start, it'll quickly be forgotten about. 
Um, and I, I don't think many people will hold a grudge. I think it's the kind of thing, if he turns out to be a complete dud, which would surprise me, um, it might get thrown back in his face or it, it wasn't worth all that fuss in the summer for you know what's, what's ended up happening. He's, he's barely made any starts this season. He's been ineffective. But I think he'll be a good signing and I don't think people will really um, hold what's happened this summer against him. Yeah, I think it's probably worked out really how the best for everyone, the player, the agents and the club. I think yeah. if you're reading between the lines, I think probably what's happened here is the agents have gone out in with money they wanted. Celtic haven't been willing to meet that. And it's like sort of a game of chicken. Celtic go, well, that's what's on the table. And mm-hmm. his agents go, well, fine, he'll go to Norwich then. And then Celtic put out a statement going, well, the offer's off the table then. Yeah. And then it sort of appears he's going to sign for Norwich and then Celtic maybe phone up and go, right, let's let's meet in the middle here somewhere. He gets his move to Celtic, probably gets a little bit more money than what he had before. I don't yeah. know that for sure. I just, you know, reading between the lines again, yeah. uh, Celtic having publicly withdrawn and whatever. And obviously, so the agent's done a good job for his client and Celtic get a very good player who scored 16 goals last season. Yeah. Uh, and we're not gonna we're not gonna cover the fixtures too much because it turns out every team's playing each other at least three times. Wow. Um, yep. The winning team in those games will get three points. Oh uh, wow. The losing team won't get any. What about team? What about if the two teams score the same amount of goals in a the game? Then they get one point each. One point each. Yeah. Cool. And then so what happens? Sticking with tradition. This yeah, yeah. So yeah. what happened at the end of the season? Uh, we'll then count up all those points from those games. Right. And okay. in descending order, we'll see who's the best. Ah, right. Okay. Cool. So that's why we're not discussing the fixtures in depth because that. That's all it is. Cool. But I like that we're one of these podcasts that really sort of drills down and breaks it down in a way that's understandable for, yeah. for our listeners. Uh, if you, yeah, if anyone didn't catch that, feel free to write in and we'll try and uh, explain it again. There's, I think there's diagrams at our desk we can just scan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can just tweet them out. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but Turnbull will be going back to Motherwell uh, in the second fixture of the season. Do you think, mm-hmm. he'll be, think he'll get a warm reception having made the club uh, record fee, we think? over three million anyway or do you think the fact he's left there'll be there'll be a bit of needle there i i think in the same way that most players going back to their old ground will get a bit of stick i'm sure he'll get some um but i don't think motherwell fans will look at it as uh, a you know as a guy that's sold them out or anything like that he's brought in a, after basically one season a fantastic season as much as it was he's brought in a record transfer fee for the club um, and I think, you know, assuming Motherwell use that money wisely, I think they're going to come out of this very well. They realistically weren't going to hold on for Turnbull for much longer the way he was playing last season, and now they've been really compensated well for losing him. I don't think I think he'll get the same amount of stick that most players get when they go to the old grounds, but I don't think it'll be anything more severe than that. No, I wouldn't have thought so because I think Alan Burrows said on Twitter, didn't he, that that basically it was money they couldn't turn down and it was yeah. money they can use for infrastructure, that they yeah. can use for youth development, that they can use to reinforce the squad. So again, if we were talking about everyone coming out well out of this deal, I think Motherwell have come out of it Absolutely. well. You know, yeah. for a for a Scottish Premiership club to be getting a three million plus transfer fee is a fantastic deal, really. Yeah. So I guess the final question on Turnbull would be, do you think he gets in that team right away? And if so, where do you think he fits? Um, I don't think he gets in that team right away. I think that is probably the area where Celtic are strongest. Um, But it gives them a lot of options now. Um, I don't think we've seen the end of Celtic's transfer business in terms of bringing players in. But at the same time, there are always rumours, particularly with Callum McGregor. I'd be surprised if Callum McGregor left in the summer, to be honest. But even today, there's someone tweeting about supposed 
move from Leicester, but that rumour's been doing the rounds all summer. It's an easy one to put together with Brendan Rodgers being there. Um, if if you get guys like McGregor leaving, which I think is a long shot, then yeah, maybe he goes straight into that team. But I I think he's going to start on the bench, and I think it'll be it'll be up to him when he gets those opportunities, when there are injuries or suspensions, to come in and show that he can be uh, a long term part of a Celtic team. And I think he will be. He's very young still. Yeah, yeah, he's still only nineteen, but obviously we've seen. I mean, we've we've talked to to death about his talent on this podcast but yeah. you know he is obviously for his age he's a really really promising player I think definitely the best prospect Motherwell have had probably since James McFadden I think yeah. you'd argue yeah. probably even better than what Jake Hasty was last yeah. season you yeah. know he's obviously a talented player as well he got his move to Rangers but he really only kind of had that sort of one month kind of hot streak mm-hmm. uh, and he was sort of in and out of the team after that because I guess he'd signed for Rangers but you know Turnbull did it basically all season and yeah. he's obviously he's obviously a really big talent so it looks like Celtic are going to get the one they want, but it seems Derek McInnes has been left at the altar. <laughs> he admitted this morning that Gary Mackay Stephen is likely to move to New York City FC in MLS, and we understand that he's having a medical in Manchester this afternoon. Adam, how much of a miss will he be to the Dons? I think he'll be quite a big miss, Mackay Stephen. You could see from uh, McInnes in his press conference yesterday when he was talking about how... Uh, he wasn't ruling out the possibility of Mackay Stevens staying at Pataudry. You could see it was clear that he wanted him to stay there. Um, but he's at a stage in his career, I think he's 28 now, Mackay Stevens. I think he's at a stage where um, he's got he's got to make a big move at this point. And the MLS is obviously a completely different challenge to what he's used to. Um, I know there was the prospect earlier this week of him going down to Portsmouth. Um, but I think MLS would be really intriguing to see how he does there. Um in terms of what it means for Aberdeen, I think it is a big loss. Scored, I think, seven goals in 30 games last season. Um, and then you think about the creativity that he offers when he's on his game uh, and when he's free of injury. I think it will be a big loss. Yeah, it's probably just for him, it's the kind of move he can't really turn down at this no. stage of his career. The kind of money that you'd imagine will be on offer in MLS. Now, I don't know if he's going to be a designated player and therefore not subject to the salary cap. Mm-hmm. But even still, you know, you'd imagine there'll be a lot of good money there. Yeah. So it's a great place to live. New York, although the Hudson River could be a concern, <laughs> you know, given his River Kelvin adventures. Uh, it's, a, it's a step up in every element. Yeah, you know? it's, yeah but <laughs> it's a big challenge. Big apple, big rivers. <laughs> yeah. But, and then we've actually we've seen a few Scottish players going over there and doing well. Johnny Russell's obviously yeah. is over there, and he yeah. is a designated player, so he's earning the the big bucks over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Maloney was at Chicago Fire for a while, wasn't so, yeah. he? He did all right, yeah. So, so I think it's it's a kind of connection that makes a, a lot of sense. I think because obviously it's an English speaking country. You know, yeah. you don't have as much problem adapting. You can do mattress adverts like Chris Boyd <laughs> did that time. Which, if you haven't heard that, folk Google uh, Chris Boyd mattress advert. Uh, he did a. Is it Parkway mattresses in uh, Seattle? Was it Seattle? Was that no? It was Portland, Portland, Portland Timbers. Portland Timbers. Yeah. 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 He did a mattress advert, and it was uh, well, containing possibly the biggest lie of all time, where he said uh, it was a piece of cake, but I'm more of a protein shake guy, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, we all know is a lie. We should probably bear in mind that this comes from Sky Sports, mm-hmm. and it's fair to say, Adam, that they don't have the best record when it comes to Scottish football. Um, that would be one way of putting it. Uh, so. It's become a kind of running joke, certainly for me on social media. Um, people will now, if I don't spot them myself, people will send me on almost a daily basis the latest mistakes Sky Sports have made in connection to Scottish football. And this isn't so much in terms of um, whether you think the 
the punditry and the analysis is good. This is more just basic errors. So there's a perception when these errors accumulate, there's a perception that they're not paying as much attention to Scottish football as they maybe are to other leagues. Um, and so, for instance, this week, earlier on this week, we had uh, Sky Sports News saying Celtic continue negotiations with Motherwell to sign 19-year-old goalkeeper David Turnbull, <laughs> um, which is interesting considering they've just signed 19-year-old midfielder David Turnbull. But, you know, um, today as well, just a couple of hours before we've come on, as they talked about the fixture list being announced for the season, they had a picture of the Rangers badge with Steven Gerrard in front of it and the Celtic badge. And can you guess who was in front of the Celtic badge? Was it by any chance former manager and current Leicester City manager Brendan Rodgers? Correct. Yeah, I think what's happened there is they've just they've just gone stock image Rangers Celtic and they've had that in the background yeah. from an old form <laughs> game and they've just gone, ah, fling that up. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's not really the first time with uh, Sky Sports. And uh, just a few minutes before we came down here to do this podcast, had the idea of just looking or just listing a few of them. So there's obviously a lot more than this, but I can run through a few. Yeah, a few greatest hits, sort of like top of the pop style rundown. Okay, so in no particular order, we've uh, got an interview with Derek McInnes in which he was billed as Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola. He wishes. An interview with Neil Lennon, in which he was billed as Rangers midfielder Ryan Jack. <laughs> An interview with Steven Gerrard, in which he was uh, billed as Celtic manager Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> um, we had the interesting tweet, which said, the Goals in each half from James Tavenier and Scott Arfield saw Rangers beat a lacklustre Rangers 2-0 which was both a good result for Rangers and also quite a disappointing result for Rangers. To be fair, some people have said in recent years Rangers have been self-defeating. Well, this, so. is, this is true. Um, using a Hearts badge next to the word Hibernian, I think that was a Motherwell-Hibs game last season with the Maroon badge. Um, confirming Scott Brown and Tom Rogic's availability for the Scottish Cup final days before the League Cup final and six months before the Scottish Cup final. Uh, we had... They're uh, tweeting the final score from Air United v Falkirk as Air United 0, Rangers 1. Um, Celtic beating Hamilton Ackies 3-0. They displayed four goal scorers for that, which is impressive. Uh, they advertised their updates from AAK Athens v Celtic with a picture of James Tavenier. <laughs> they used a picture of Clint Hill to advertise a game between Rangers and Celtic 10 months after Clint Hill left Rangers. They asked, should Ryan Fraser be in the England squad when he was in the Scotland squad? Jeff Stelling informing Soccer Saturday viewers that Aberdeen have never beaten Aberdeen, which, again, is technically correct, I guess. Charlie Nicholas previewing an old firm game by saying, you can't hear each other breathe, never mind speak. Advertising Aberdeen v Rangers with the badges of Livingston and Rangers and repeatedly confusing Dundee and Dundee United. For instance, Celtic will sign Dundee United goalkeeper Scott Bain. And that's just a handful. Yeah, this was uh, just before we put it together. Now, to be fair, you know, we we, we do all make mistakes. We I do. know I've made countless. I've, I've made a lot you as know, well. The, the, the horrible feeling when you, as you, if you're, you're a journalist, you publish something and then someone someone writes under to correct you and you just get the sweats like, oh God, I've been so stupid there. I did it the other day, actually. I uh, referred to Shelley Kerr taking responsibility for Scotland's defeat against Argentina. In my head, I was looking at it as if it had been yeah. a defeat, but 3-0, as we discussed earlier, how these things work, is a draw and not a defeat. Yes, yes, it is. I see it's good we went over that. Exactly. Now the listeners can understand the mistake that you made. Exactly. Yeah, but 
I think there's definitely uh, probably an issue there with Sky Sports that you don't maybe see as many as those with the uh, with the Premier League. It's probably fair to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's basically all of the the news for today. There wasn't really much. I mean, we had the fixtures, but you know, as we've said, we we can't uh, there can't be too much discussion of that because we we know how that's going to work. So as I am want to do on days such as this, uh, I've done a game. Excellent. You know, it's a Friday. People will be in the car on the way home. They can play along at home. So what I've done, Adam, is I've got six footballers here. Now, these are some of these, not necessarily three and three, but some of these are real footballers and some of them I made up. So all you have to do is you have to guess whether they're real or made up. So I'm going to read you a name. I'm going to read you a sort of description of mm-hmm. the, the, the player and you just tell me whether it's a real player or one that I made up. And this is uh, this is my chance to redeem myself after my embarrassing showing in the Vladimir Romanov game. Yes, yes. So it's all on the line here after your terrible showing in Romanov versus Zamperini. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first one is an Ivorian striker, part of the 2010 World Cup squad, whose name is Maboza <laughs> Richie. <laughs> um, I'm going to say no. Yes, that I made that one up. My boss, Richie, is not a real is not a real footballer. This is this is again what happens in this podcast when our editor's not in for the day. <laughs> he said the B word yesterday. He was talking about Game of Thrones, but he said oh. it, so that he, he's just giving me carte blanche. Uh, okay, number two. This is a striker who goes by the name Paulista, but his real name is Credence Clearwater Koto. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna say that is correct that is correct that's a real footballer that's two out of two so far this is now next up we have a central defender he currently plays for dover athletic fc but he came through the youth ranks at chelsea and his name is naughty naughty (laughs) (laughs) um i'm gonna say that's made up that one's real that is a genuine footballer his name is naughty naughty uh, N-O-R-T-E-I N-O-R-T-E-Y <laughs> okay. uh, Next one up we've got an American international who actually made his debut in the same game as championship manager hero Freddie Adu mm-hmm. and his name is Steve Kerflunken um, True No oh, that's oh. false ah, So you're, you're two and two here so yeah. you've got You've got a chance here to redeem yourself. You know, I think you might you might you might get this one. I don't know. This was a Belgian centre back who once had a trial at Comarnock, whose name was Mark Deman. Centre back named Mark Deman. No, there's there's no way that can be real. That is absolutely real. Come on, it once had a Belgian centre back on trial called Mark Deman. Mark Deman. And this was a centre back. Mark Deman. Centre back. Did he mark the man? I don't know. I didn't see the trial. He didn't get signed. So I assume he didn't mark the man and that's why he wasn't signed. Right, okay. And finally, a former Newcastle United winger. I don't think he actually played any games for Newcastle United. I'm just going to say it. This is his name. Or is it, if I've made it up? Brian Penis. (laughs) I am going to say that that is correct. That is correct. Because you said this is his name. Yeah, yeah, I know. This is The problem is I thought, I'm like, well, it's a bit of a rude word, but it's a genuine man's name, so I'm going to have to qualify this. So what's, I think what's, I've, what's rude about Brian? <laughs> I think I've, so I think I slightly gave that one away. So what did you get there? You got, 
I think you were three and three there. Three and three, oh, yeah. I sure. I should have done a tiebreaker, but yeah. I haven't. There is one I could do, but that's a genuinely very rude word, and I can't say it because Johnny will kill me. Okay. <laughs> uh, just Google folks Brazilian manager Angel and see what comes up. Okay, right. I'll take that on board. Okay, that's just about it from us at Football Scotland for today. We'll be back on Monday. We'll be taking, obviously, the weekend off because we don't do weekend podcasts. Uh, So we'll be back Monday, just before 4pm, just in time to make your daily work commute that little bit more bearable. You can get more from us at the Football Scotland website or our social media channels on Facebook and Twitter, which is at football underscore Scott. To ask us a question or make a comment or just suggest some more funny footballer names to us, you can get me on at Gary Mackay and you can get Adam on at Old Firm Facts 1. And that's us for tomorrow. Thanks for listening. <laughs>